Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of First Thoughts with me, your co-host Josh. Um, alongside me, we've got Jensen and Mike. Hey, hey. Hey. How are you both doing, lads? <sighs> Better for seeing you two. It's been a bit of a crazy week work-wise. Um, I'm glad. Uh, yes, I'm glad. I'm glad it's over. <laughs> I'm, glad to, I'm glad to be getting a recording done tonight. It's weird, isn't it? Normally, like the run-up to Christmas is quieter, not busier. But oh, we, we've had, it seems like, to be the opposite um, this year, doesn't it? It's, it's mad, yeah. Well, we've had, we've had like in, uh, ass, ins, assessments and inspections at work and stuff, so it's been kind of paperwork central. Um, but yeah, what about you, Mike? Uh, this week's been good, but <clears throat> today's been stressful for some reason. Huh. Like just the last hour of my day at work oh, has just no. been awful. <laughs> Like loads of jobs well, yeah. coming in right. in the last hour. <clears throat> yeah. So, other than that, it's been great. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's almost the weekend. Well, it is the weekend from now on. It is the weekend. I've had pizza, <laughs> it's weekend. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I'll just give a brief intro as to what the podcast is and then we'll get started. Um, so, those for those who are new to the podcast, um, it's called First Thoughts and the premise is each of the co-hosts bring the title of a topic and using them with the name of a topic we have to guess what we think that topic is about um and if you like the podcast you can follow us on our social media which is at jrj podcast um and that's available on instagram twitter and facebook all the good stuff all the good stuff um yeah. Yeah, and if if you're listening to us, you've obviously found us, but we're also available on Spotify, Castbox, Apple Podcast, and all, all the good ones. All the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> we're up there. We're up there. Right, so I'm going to get us started with a topic this week, and it was um, it was a bit of a a toss up between two potential routes to go out for this okay. topic, and. If if you're aware of what this topic is, Jensen, or I'm looking at you in particular because I think you might, okay. might know it. <clears throat> but if either of you know, say, and I'll, I'll try and like navigate the other angle, which I was planning when I was like researching this. Um, okay, so I would like your first thoughts on something called PONDS. P-O-N-D-S. First thoughts on PONDS? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a... Um... <laughs> Josh, um, I'm blank on it, but I'm wondering, is it obviously not ponds as in fish and frog spawn, um, nope. but more pond, is that, is it an, is it an acronym is what it I'm It is wondering. an acronym. Right. I don't, I, I'm not sure what the acronym is, but <laughs> okay. I, I was thinking it's an acronym. Okay. So P-O-N-D-S. It's a bit of a horrible acronym, but it gives me a bit of mystery and gets the uh gets okay what's going for you two right um so i don't know if you want to give me a first thought and then i'll drop maybe some sort of relevant info for you to hopefully get you on the right path if you're not already there P-O-N-D-S. mike do you do you want to go first uh <clears throat> my you first don't have to, thoughts you don't have to tell me what the acronym is you just have to tell me like vaguely what the uh, the subject is yeah. that it refers to Okay. I think vaguely the subject, I'm going to go with something medical based off your track record. You know what? I had a medical topic for this week, which yeah. is absolutely mind-blowingly interesting. <laughs> but 
I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had some feedback that I like, I kind of go into a teacher mode and <laughs> end up ranting for 20 minutes. So I, I'm I lo- trying I, I, mean, <laughs> I love that. I live for that, but <laughs> no, it's not so I'm, everyone's I'm trying thing. to avoid that this week. Um so it's okay. not it's it's not medical related. Um uh-huh. it does have then like I have absolutely no idea then. <laughs> okay. Oh mate. I, I mean I saw Pete and wondered if it was um, you know, like psychology or psychological or something like that. Um, oh, okay. Like maybe a classification or a disorder or Yeah, some kind of five point system of diagnosis or Ooh. something like that. But you know, but we've we've kind of said not medical. I mean, it's psychology, medical. That's that's a very mm, ar- arguable yeah, point, yeah. isn't it? Um, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> but uh, man, I'm not sure. I'm really not okay. sure. No worries. <laughs> we know it's an so acronym, it's, it, though. We know it's an acronym. It, that's cool. It, it's not related to psychology. Um, it is still scientific in nature-ish, um, which is to be expected because it's me. Um, okay. But I'll, I'll, I'll give you a hint, um, and I'm going to say the words hmm, International Space Station. Let's see if that gives you anything. Oh, International <laughs> Space Station. Okay. Um, <laughs> is O operations? O is not operations. Peak. I was like wondering, is it's, it like... Do you, do you want to know what O is? The, no, not yet. Not yet. No, okay, I, I, right. like, I like the mystery. I like the mystery. It, um, go on, Mike. I don't think I've ever been this stumped. <laughs> I, I, it has it something to do with? <clears throat> is it a process? Is it an acronym for a process? No, I was thinking that. Yeah, it's not necessarily. It's not. I wouldn't say it's a process. No, it's um, it's a piece of equipment, possibly. Um, oh, okay. possibly. <laughs> Well, it aids a process. It's possibly, it, it's possibly a piece of equipment. This this acronym refers to a, a system. So the S is system. Um, that's the last oh, letter. Okay. Um, but one letter down. It, it's something which is was designed um, for space, and is currently on board the International Space Station. Is it some sort of sensor? It's not a sensor. No. Huh. Is it a form of? I'm I'm wondering if it is the toilet that they use in space. That would be a really cool topic. Uh, um, <laughs> is this the is cool? <laughs> <laughs> no, this is cool, but it's not quite a space toilet. Cool. Okay, it's not a space uh, toilet because they have all kinds of contraptionage to visit the loo, <laughs> don't they? And I was like, it would be I, a great acronym for a toilet as I, well. I don't, poppies, <laughs> I imagine weeing in space with no gravity. Oh. Like, don't be used to like. Don't isn't it basically like a tube that you um? You, yeah, you I think put, you I put think your apparatus. Yeah, in. I think you, yeah, you fit the whole <laughs> thing around yourself. I think um, it's mad, but I suppose how else is it going to happen? You know, you don't want any stray wee wee in the space shuttle or wherever you are, the space station. You don't want any ponds. No, definitely not. <laughs> Well, um, this this system was designed and developed for like long duration space missions, most notably for when we attempt to travel to Mars. Oh, 
Interesting. Okay. Right, okay, now you're making me think about things like um, sleeping and things like that. You know, like a deep sleep type things. You're always getting like sci-fi movies like, you know, going oh. into some cryo sleep thing. Do you think you that's know, what they plan like, on doing when they go... <sighs> I don't. Like I, just I, I mean, they basically have to put you in a coma, coma for yeah. Basically, and then wake you up. I mean, that seems safe. Doing that in space, millions and millions of miles away. Um, I don't. Know I wasn't they aware do they were doing that. I thought it was um. No, I was. Ju- I was just conscious. science fiction. Like I don't. But you know. But if it's in sci-fi, um, more often than not, they've tried it. So you know, or, <laughs> yeah. or, the, or yeah. there's or there's some white paper on it somewhere. You know. It'll happen one day. Yeah. Well, that's, well, you know what William Shatner <clears throat> said once. Like they asked him, "What's the difference between real science, like space travel, and science fiction?" He just said, "Nothing. There's no difference." Um, huh. Random little Shatner fact, you know. Um, <laughs> Shatner, the well-known scientist. The flipping, yeah. Um, <laughs> Shatner. Um, I have an idea. If it's on, called Pons, because uh, yep. quite often the acronym is. Uh, similar to the actual idea of of what it's supposed to do, is it anything yep. to do with introducing water onto a planet? It's not necessarily to do with introducing water, but it's it's for introducing possibly something else upon, well, not necessarily not upon arrival, but generating something which we need oh. during our our trip to Mars. There's something else which I kind of got into towards the end of this, but didn't spend that much time researching, which is mm-hmm. I can talk about in a minute, and that's more of a system for when we arrive at Mars or or the Moon or okay. any other planet. But but this isn't related to water, but it it uses water. Okay, which is so, why I thought Jensen might. So it know generates about oxygen it. then. Oh, I well, think oxygen like? would be a very a very small byproduct of this process. Yeah. But so oh okay right byproducts now I'm does thinking, it I'm thinking plants, go on Mike man go on Mike go on go on you first does it split water up to make oxygen like hydrolysis hydrogen. yeah uh, as I say that's like a byproduct all of something that Jensen mentioned plants so <laughs> plants yeah because obviously you know because plants do mm. two things you know they respirate but they also photosynthesize and make oxygen so something's yeah, so going is... on with plants do you, do you want to do you want to guess oh, further or how we're right. doing for yeah. time do you, so, want, do you want so, me to kind of drop things on you um right i'm looking at this is all like organic or something like that oh. is that the <laughs> no o is orbital plants orbital nomad drone system i don't know um so, so you, you, you're spot on with with plants. Basically, it's a it's a semi hydroponic design system cool. named yes. Pons, and they're passive orbital nutrient delivery systems. Sick. So that's passive orbital nutrient delivery systems, and the, these are a component of of a project called the the Veggie Project um, okay. by NASA, and they've developed <clears throat> these um, these LED light banks. Mm-hmm. Called, they're called veggie units um, to grow plants whilst you're in space, um, right? And the these veggie these these light banks, you put six of these pods inside them, but the pods contain like um, something called arsenite substrate, which is basically like a fertilizer. 
Right. Um, within something called space dirt, and you can just put seeds in and germinate seeds um, using this, this light bank. Um, but obviously, like, growing plants in space is quite a tricky process because yeah, there's yeah. no gravity. It's like roots Ooh, just go yeah. roots just go everywhere. Like, so no, that's, yeah. So there's no up or down. Um, but that's cool. The the addition of this like specific light source, the veggie um, veggie box that these pods go in, obviously mm. tries to orientate um, germination of plants, um, which is quite cool. But yeah, these these oh, pods yeah. are. They formed of something which, or based on something called plant pillows, which were these um, basically like um, compost or space okay. dirt pods. Um, uh-huh. But but this incorporates the whole system now. So you've got the hydroponics going into this space dirt. You can germinate the seeds within it, and then put Love six it. of these pods within a veggie box, and then grow things like lettuce, oh. for example. Um, I love it. Absolutely love it. I mean, you know, like, because there's these projects that you see all over the place where, well, that are popping up now, which are like these inner city farms where mm. literally they have these like vertical hydroponic and aeroponic um, farms inside like one shipping container. And it's the yeah. equivalent of having like an acre or several acres of like farm inside yeah. one shipping container and they're solar powered and obviously they've got to be air conditioned and all that. But like I've always, I always thought, wouldn't it be great if we could take a model like that and drop that in places that really don't have food and access to things and or don't have good soil or, you know, yeah. could we drop that in Africa? Could we drop that in, you know, some remote place in Alaska um, or space? You know, like, and it sounds yeah, like so there's bit- some, something going on. I mean, it doesn't get much more foreboding than space, does it, I suppose? It's true. So um, obviously, like as I said before, when I was researching this, another thing which came up with these kind of like greenhouses that they've developed, the self-contained greenhouses, which can be used with a hydroponic system to to grow plants in space. Um, but as Mike was saying before about oxygen like production, they've got these oxygen diffusible membranes. Um, so the, there's like a thing called a plant cylinder which contains all the dirt. Right. And then there's the reservoir, which the water goes in through. And these are both coated yeah. in this pl- um, oxygen diffusible membrane. And I oh. think that's a means of harboring whatever small oxygen is produced by, um, that's by interesting. these plants. But it, it's not enough to, like, you know, sustain so, a human, for example. But So so I was wondering, like, I mean, this is just me uh, p- trying to plant nerd. But, like, so <laughs> in, in, in aeroponics, they, they kind of... They supply the nutrients rather through submerging the plants. They just mm. spray. They basically spray um, a mist onto onto the roots, or they just have like water running down them. Mm. How do they How do they do that? Do they just have a mist, or are they just having it in a reservoir, you know, of water nutrient solution? So he's like, um, I think I've forgotten what the the technical term is for them, but they're basically like um, diodes which are stuck into the space dirt. And the water is delivered directly. There's no aer- aerosolization of the water. Um, okay, right. Because yeah, I think that might potentially be an issue. Um, yeah, I mean that's due to gravity. That's it, and you wouldn't, well, you wouldn't lack want of... <laughs> you wouldn't want water floating around anywhere in there, would you? So. But yeah, yeah, I've I've, I've not looked too much into that. Um, just because it's just it, obviously it's another another thing of like saving water and efficient mm. growing, and um, that's a yeah, cool so... one, man. That's a cool one. Oh, I came across it when I, I saw like a an article on the first flower grown in space, 
and it was like a tweet from 2016 from this okay. astronaut um what was he called scott kelly so he tweeted oh we've grown the first flower in space and everything and it made the news and the headlines and all this lot but it turns out it okay. wasn't the first flower grown in space oh the first flower was grown like in the 80s or something but obviously <laughs> who knew this guy yeah no <laughs> no, no internet no twitter no no, no. pocket uh, cameras so <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, so that's my topic. Um, that's really cool. I've waffled again, I'm sorry. Love that. No, I like that. <laughs> I'm nerded. I love it. I love it. It's my kind of thing. Um, so I'm looking at my screen and Jensen's oh. top left. So I'm going okay. to nominate Jensen to go next, if that's all right. All right. Okay. So, boys, um, I would like your first thoughts on phase cancellation. Phase cancellation. Can I give you my first thoughts? Um, Absolutely, Mike. Go for it. Okay. I think we're in the realms of either electricity or music or like sound mm. production. Yeah, we're in we're in music and sound, definitely. Mm. Okay. And out of anyone, I thought Mike might know. I, I think like, I've got you know, I, I've got an idea. I okay. I think I. I think I've got a, All right. Cause you've a played route with, to go down. Because you've played with things like speaker design and things like that, haven't you? And yeah. you've got quite an interesting sound. So, so yeah, if you don't, but I am so, an idiot. So I was say, I so just <laughs> kind of like winged like, it. If you, so if you don't know about this, so if you don't know about this, I think you'll find this really interesting. I'll benefit. Um, I, I find it very interesting as a kind of a sound nerd. Um, yeah. And well, I've had a lot of hints so far. You know, know well, so my, far uh, you've got sound. Part, yeah. Really, that's so, that's what you've got so far. So far, it's something sound related. Well, you mentioned speakers, and now I'm thinking of phase cancellation. It's some sort of uh, maybe removing some sort of noise or unwanted transmission vibrations or something whilst recording. Maybe microphones or speakers. Um. <sighs> Not oh something's not, twigged in, Mike. Oh, it's not 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 kind of. There's some there's some elements that are sort of related there that you've mentioned, but not not in that order. Um, Mike's poised. Join to join to have a go. Have a go, mate. So, <clears throat> is it anything to do with like? Is does this come up a lot when you are um, doing like sound engineering for like big big stadiums? Um, it can it comes up in a number of. Um, sound applications uh, definitely would come up in situations like that, but mm. lots of other ones, lots of other um, recording so, sound reinforcement situations. What you'd encounter I this. understand about yep. a, a sound wave is that you have like a, a a positive modulation and a negative modulation. Yeah, wiggly line up and down. Yeah, and I think the, so. Going over that that the positive or the negative. I'm assuming that is what you refer to as a phase. Is that right? Yes. The whole cycle. So I'm assuming that a phase cancellation is trying to stop feedback, maybe? So um, it's not It's not trying to stop feedback. Um, oh, that's cool. Josh has just um, shown <laughs> us his, his home eliminator um, <laughs> from, from his audio Is it related gear. to that? Um, no, no, that that's um, that's um, taking out a ground loop or, or ground noise, so you're getting rid mm. of you. You might be decoupling the earth for trying to get rid of that 50 or 60 hertz hum that you get. 
Um, this this is different. This is more on that that what you're talking about there. You are talking about yeah a, a positive and negative of that wave. Um, and well, there's, there's something that's going wrong that needs to be cancelled. So some well something happens that results in cancellation. Oh, th- th- this is, is it an echo? echo? It's, it's not. It's not necess- It's not an echo. No. Um, okay. So when <laughs> when I was um, trying to make a subwoofer, right? There's like certain things, certain like parameters that you have to like adhere yeah. to to get the best sound out of a speaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So is it something to do with the way that a speaker works, like? creating it's basically mimicking that phase isn't it of the of the well um, um yes so the, the there is one thing that's going on there because basically whatever volume i'm going to try not to nerd too hard and keep this <laughs> concise but whatever nice. volume of air you have whether that's a room or a box it has what's called a standing wave which is for lack of a better word a note and what you're talking about is basically trying to get the best fit of speaker with box those two notes to try and fit together and mm-hmm. the way that you couple those and adjust those affects the the end sound of the subwoofer that you're going to get um that is kind of related i'd guess uh, well not guess but it is, it is in that ballpark but this gets uh, this is a little bit more specific okay. so um josh would you like to intervene with anything at this point or so mike mentioned like echoes and reverberations and things like that like kind of unwanted Mm -hmm. noises um and you said this is kind of something which which does happen like a cancellation which does happen and is this is the cancellation Mm -hmm. itself obviously something you want or is it something which is on unwanted process so um so is this so something you're trying to um, is this something you're trying to correct or is this is this cancellation yeah so so usually usually this is something you don't want um right. and you and you want to uh deal with um i mean there are as you get slightly more advanced there are creative ways to use this and you mm. can use something called comb as in hair comb comb filtering but that's getting a l- little bit more advanced that's trying to use phase cancellation a little bit to your benefit in a creative way, a very nerdy way, but still yeah. cool. Um, so, and is it related to, to a, is on. it related to acoustics? Like, kind of, you know, Mike was talking is, yeah, about we're, speaker we're, design and the size or volume yeah. of, of the... so it's <clears throat> it's more it's a phenomena that happens when. Can I have a guess? Go, go on, Mike. <laughs> Is it um, where you have like a like a repeating thing that ends up with like dead spots in certain spaces because they've the sound waves have caught up with each other right. into like a certain spot? D- define dead spaces, in like where you spots. can't hear certain frequencies because they've been um, uh, duplicating. Is you know what? You, the right word? You are really, really close on this. I feel you, like someone's that, that explained is, this to me and I've yes. lost all of the little <laughs> so, so, bits of information yeah. that I need to answer this. <laughs> so so I think you 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 you're literally you're oh! only one or two steps away. Go. Oh, go. The young <laughs> this phase cancellation on subwoofers because 
you need to switch the polarity sometimes of the speaker because it it doesn't fit up with the yep. speakers that you're using. So is it using multiple speakers and matching them all up? Like that's what you want to avoid phase cancellation. So yeah, that that is one of the instances where phase cancellation happens because obviously if you've got right. one speaker wired positive negative and another yeah. wired negative positive but it's distances as well, right? Distances also come into play, yes. Um, so right. distances do come into play. But I suppose a, a direct example would be that where you've got two speakers where their mm. polarities are directly opposite of each other. Because basically, um, if they were both wired the same way, so they were both wired positive-negative, so positive-negative, positive-negative, the two sound waves, I want you to imagine two wiggly lines that are identical. Yeah? yeah? One for each speaker. They're working together, and they are in phase. Ah, uh, so, so you've the, got one so positive the, and one negative. Well, at the when same they're in phase, when it's out of sync, right? Yes. So when they're yeah. when they're in phase, okay. both are positive at the same time, both are negative. They're moving together and reinforcing one another. Yeah. However, what happens when they're out of phase? You end up with phase cancellation. Those frequencies, that positive negative, clash, and you end up with entire frequencies pretty much being negated and removed. Um, so that's exactly what you're talking about, Mike, where you might wire... I've done that myself, where I've got two speakers and I've accidentally, you know, terminated them wrong uh, when I've been playing about. And I end up going like, where's all my bass? Like, why does it just sound dead? It just sounds empty. Um, because that's that's what happens. You end up losing bass. You end up losing, like, big chunks of your sound um, because of that. And obviously, <laughs> if you're miking up a drum kit, and this happens with microphones... So, you know, if you've got, I don't know if anyone wants to know, but if you want to record a drum kit, you need quite a lot of microphones and you need to make sure that these microphones are all working together in phase. Because if you have a microphone that isn't in phase, it's going to cancel out important parts of that sound that you want to keep for your mix. Um, so it's one of those kind of interesting little avenues um, into kind of like sound recording, sound production that I find, I've, I've always found really interesting that there's there's these things taking place all the time around us these little sound vibrations cancelling each other out and all this kind of stuff so um yeah it's that's, really interesting that's that's pretty much it and <clears throat> and just very briefly and we'll move on to you mike i think um <laughs> you you mentioned distance and that's also important so even things like the distance um like for instance with the the drum scenario let's imagine we got a snare and we've got two microphones on it they need to be adjusted in a certain way Otherwise, the sound is going to reach the microphones at different times. Only fractionally, but it only needs to be fractional. And obviously, if those waves are not in sync together, you're going to get cancellation and you're going to lose important parts of your sound. So that is phase cancellation. Um, and you can use it in some way to your advantage if you really want, but it's a kind of weird creative thing. So, Josh... Shall I really wish I'd listened to in physics class. Man, like, I've like, got that's a psycho the story of my life, book. mate. Oh, right. Well, that wish came I'd up, like, in any much class. later in my journey, but... Um, that's right. cool, up. Nice. Well done. Do you want yeah, mine? Yeah, let's go. Come on, Wait, Mike. wait, wait, wait. Okay. Before oh, wait, wait, Mike wait. gives us his topic, every, every... Well, the last couple of episodes, Jensen and Mike have had exactly the same theme. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Is I'm it sound related, well, Mike, before well, we start? <laughs> if it uh, is, I'll be... I'm not going to say anything. Oh, my God. Um, okay. Go, go, go. On. So go, go, go. I have a feeling you might know this. 
Um, but I would like your first thoughts on Vantablack. Oh, I think I might know this. I okay. might know, but I'm I'm not I'm not hundred percent. But if Jensen thinks okay. he might know, can I go? You go. You go. You go. You go. You go. You go. Is this the blackest black material or paint? It produced? is. Yeah, but it's got nice. it's got an interesting story, and there's some few there's a few things that I found out about it. Oh, uh, story with regards to its development, like a history of it, or. Story there's just so, there's there's lots of little interesting tidbits just surrounding it. It seems like it's it, there's so many people so many people that are interested in using mm. it. Um, does it does it get really really hot because it's absorbing so much yeah. light energy? There's something related to heat, isn't there as well with it? Well, I I I haven't looked into that. I know that it can withstand uh, a lot of heat. Right. But oh. I don't know whether it gets hot itself because it's made out of carbon. Ooh. Do you know that it's a an acronym? Really, a Vanta? Yeah. No, Vanta. No A. Oh, Vanta. Yep. Do you want to take a guess at the acronym? Uh... Is it is it really simple as in V A N T A? It's pretty simple. You could yeah V A N T A, black. The black part isn't. An acronym, an acronym. just black. <laughs> That's a... Yeah. Uh, Any ideas? Does uh, N, like, stand for, like, nano? I'm going to give you a clue. I'm literally... Go on. Give us yes. a clue. Us. Oh, yeah. yeah, it does. So N is it nano. Is, yeah, N is nano, yeah. And um, yeah. the acronym is describing how it works, in a, in a way, okay. or, like, how it's how it's made up, how they made the material, in a way. Uh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of V. I'm trying to crack that V first. Yeah, it's the V um, which has got me. Is it V and Nano? No, it's not and. Oh, oh okay. Does, is the T like technology? No, um, so the the T is nanotube. They kind of... Oh, nanotube, right, okay. Nanotube. Yeah, that that one's a bit of a... So it's nan- an, a an, So we've got nanotube. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absorption. Oh, absorption's got to be one of them. It's a, it's a good one, but it's not. It's not. not oh gosh. Ah, gutted. So think about like how how this material might absorb so much light. Think about like like how they've achieved it, and that might take you to um how it's absorbed so much light. So how would how would carbon nanotubes? How would they absorb light? Well, they'll they'll excite or move. Um, you no. know, it's an, it, it is an absorption of energy, right? That's basically what. Yeah. So yeah. So how would they how would they make a material that absorbs a load of light? Think about do, like the surface of it. Yeah, something to do with refraction. So maybe um, there's there's holes or nodules. Give you, a, give you a clue. Look at your microphones. Uh, little fluffy <laughs> things. Well, I mean, that's like a pop <laughs> shield. That's like stopping plosives coming through, like blasts of air. But I was gonna, I was gonna say, like with like soundproofing and reflection, like obviously they use different sizes of shapes so that it um, breaks up and just, you know, <laughs> breaks up the sound waves into lots of little pieces, kind of thing. 
Uh-huh. Is like that I suppose a layman's way of explaining it. So it's the it's the kind of design that I'm looking for. Um oof. the design. Do you give up? No, Shall I don't I give you? up. No, we don't <laughs> give up yet. <laughs> um okay. The let me give you a clue. The V is to do with the position of the tubes. Vertical. Vertical. It's vertical. Hey. Correct. What are the next two the two A's that you're missing? What are they? Vertical alignment. Vertically you can, aligned. You're so close. I'll how you can have that. It stands for <laughs> vertically arranged nanotube arrays. Oh, arrays wow. are in an array. That's pretty cool. Oh, wow. It's in an array. So the light gets trapped inside the nanotubes. And it, basically, um, just re- reflecting it, reflecting and bouncing yeah. off. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. In oh, yeah. in one centimeter squared of this uh, material, there's over 100 million nanotubes. So it's like, just what? they're like they're like a, I think someone said that they were an atom thick each. Like they are super what? tiny. Oh my gosh. <clears throat> so the the interesting thing about this is in the uh so th- this material is only used for scientific and like engineering applications. Um it's very difficult to make. It can sometimes take up to two days just to make a small sheet about this size. What? But yeah. everyone wants to get their hands on it because it is so black. It it um, absorbs up to ninety nine point nine seven five percent, I think, of light. Wow! So the effect that has is that you cannot see the shape of the material that you've coated in this. So it's used maybe. Cool. So bit, I can I can see several applications now. So we've got kind of military applications. I say like, to like disguising, yeah, 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 camouflage. So I, actually, the, the biggest application aeronautical is um, and space travel here. Yes, like, space is the so the coating the inside of optics is a big one. Cool. Uh, that they want to use it for. Uh, there's a few caveats in the uh, material. It is quite fragile, so it doesn't really okay. have. Um, the, there's no way of them protecting it, obviously, because it's you know tiny, porous material, very fragile, mm. and um, it can kind of be wiped away, apparently. So, um, is it is it one so, one atom? You said one atom thick. This material. I think so. Yeah. So I only heard that That's on crazy, um, man. on a video. I've not verified it, so. So how is it apply, um, applied to a surface? Is it like painted on? Is it like shrink-wrapped on? Oh, it's grown. Gro- what? Yeah. Yeah, what? so you're going to have to look into it. It's it's crazy. Mate. The effect what? it has is amazing. So let me tell you a little story about... Um, there's two artists that really want to get into um, like using this material, but because of like the way that you can't... Um, it, it won't go through UK customs for some reason, what? and uh, they've uh, they've Where's licensed it. Produced? it. Uh, the the people that produce it are called Surrey Nanotech Systems or something like that. So I'm assuming it's in Surrey, but the art world really want to get their hands on it for obvious reasons. I bet, yeah, of course. Um, there is an artist, a really well known artist called Anish Kapoor, who did the uh, you know I think it's in Chicago. It's like a, a reflective bean. Made out of like a mirror, right? Mm, yeah, it, was, it looks real. You'll cool, have seen it if you've. It's if massive you see it, as yeah. well, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah, um, but he's like he's um, he's very rich because of like these like huge installations that he does. Anyway, Vanta Black has has his soul like it's only license for his studio to use. And there's another um, artist called Stuart Semple, which is having none of that, and he really wants to get his hands on it. So much so that he made his own blackest black pigment that any artist can use apart mm. from Anish Kapoor. <laughs> there are terms there are terms on his website for buying any of his pigments that you cannot have any affiliation to Anish Kapoor. Um, and there's there's a really uh, funny little story there if you go look it up. So this guy who's created the new the new version of this, what, had he? Why is he kind of like blacklisted this other artist? Because surely that's nothing to do with him. It's the, the company that's th- yeah <laughs> blacklisted. Nice fun. <laughs> Sorry. Surely it's the company who's it's the company who said who can and can't use it. Right? No. So I think I think what happened. I'm not sure. I don't have this um, confirmed. But I think Anish Kapoor paid for the rights so that he was ah, the only person that could cheeky. use it i wonder how much that would have been like a th- Jeez, well, a lot if that surely, was the case like, it, it was... will have been a lot yeah definitely yeah um but he's got the money anish kapoor surely apparently yeah he's um uh, he's very affluent affluente <laughs> um so there are a a few more applications um i just got up the website here and um nice. some of these things i don't understand uh but i'm just going to list them off so these okay. are the the um the arrows can we can, uh, we, have a, can we have a little guess first because I, I think i've uh, yeah sure go on i think what i've seen was something to do with um you know plating of space shuttles and the panels which go on space shuttles yeah i think you're but right maybe there. it's more for like satellites because I th- surely it depends how close you get to the sun on the strength of the... Uh... It, it seems as though it's so versatile that there are um, lots of unique properties to this material that can be used for lots of different applications, which is why right. everyone wants it. Yeah, right. Um, I thought so the, I thought the got... optics one was really interesting. Yeah, so that... If that is implemented into camera lenses, it's yeah. going to have a huge impact on performance because yeah, it's yeah. going to stop aberrations. Because what happens is your um, light enters the lens in a kind of diagonal, um, mm. where depending on depending on the uh, design of the lens, if you've got a wide lens, you've generally you've got kind of a um, a lenticular shape. Yeah, uh, and so that the light that's traveling in the into the sides causes um basically like small reflections inside the lens yeah essentially like that's that's what this would stop because you would coat the inside of the lens with this material and it would absorb all those things and it would make your pictures much clearer um so that would have a, a huge impact on performance of uh sharpness and of uh color I think, and if you're using oh. a lens as part of scientific instrumentation as well, that's quite important if you're taking... Microscopy, et cetera. You yeah. know, the air. So the way or that telescopes. they image... Yeah, so the way that NASA images, um, like, far away um, stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, they so the way that that works, they take, like, thousands of images... No, they don't take long oh, exposures because okay. the the problem with long exposures is it introduces Light, noise yeah. and movement heat, and 
and uh, you, there's there's all sorts of things. So they take lots of smaller uh, exposures because um, the light is still traveling towards us as long as the uh, lens is um, pointing in the right direction. Mm. You can take lots of smaller images and then you uh, use them. software to then stack them up together and then what that effectively does is reduces the signal to noise ratio and then you get a clear image that's um, what they did with the um, the first picture of the black hole have you you seen that ah. no i've not seen that it just looks like a donut like <laughs> a thermal donut that's really cool so anyway there's a there's a few more applications for space if you care to hazard a guess, and I think there are there, are, so it doesn't tell me anything about military applications for obvious reasons, right. but I think um, from the Wikipedia page you can kind of guess which ones are going to be used for I mean, military. I, I mean, I can imagine like spacesuits would probably be a good idea. Um, something you know, because they they're, they're Ooh, forever needing more yeah. advanced materials for that kind of thing. You know. Um, so one of the things listed on their website is thermal stability. Right, and I think that will if if it's the I don't know whether it's the material or the thing beneath the material. Maybe it could possibly protect things from right. thermals. Um, but if this on, material, Josh. if this material is so thin, I don't. Right, obviously it sounds amazing, like the applications of it. But like, if it can wipe off because it's literally one atom thin, I, I don't. I well, these are potential applications, so I'm assuming right, they're still right. in development. In this is, right. Yeah, this has been going on since 2014. That was the first oh, okay. time this was um, demonstrated. Right. So it's still in development. Um, let me list off some of the, uh, yeah, sorry. the potential <laughs> applications, and uh, you can tell me what you know about them, because I know nothing. Um, so optical performance, and then there's the acronyms THR, BRDF, and TIS. I have no idea what they are. <laughs> Outgassing. Outgassing? Mm. Not sure what that is. Uh, thermal stability. Damp heat. Mm. Not really sure what Interesting. that okay. really refers to. And then there's gamma and proton radiation. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, PFO through shock and vibration. Right. And there's the acronyms TVAC and ATOX. <laughs> okay no idea but there are so they list multiple um applications potential applications and then on their wikipedia page um so there's there's a couple of references to like uses Mm. on sensors for automobiles um and coating headlights to um effectively stop reflection so that uh you've got a more focused beam of light uh to reduce uh dazzle and glare for other road users and um the one that i picked out which i think probably has some uh, military use is thermal camouflage nice yep sick um <laughs> improving the performance of infrared cameras both on earth and in space mm-hmm. and uh it also has something to do with um improving the performance of uh, solar panels i was oh, gonna well. say i was wondering because obviously underneath the thingy there's a there's a black layer under there isn't there so mm. i can't remember what the function is but well i think if it's absorbing the light yeah and you can yeah. then harvest 
it yeah, on the other side, yeah. then... You're not getting waste. You know, it's not reflecting out straight away, is it? Mm. You would have thought so. Like, so I had a thought, which is... <laughs> I'm guessing you both have heard of an anechoic chamber, which is basically yeah. like a ultra-soundproofed room, and it's where they test audio equipment and do experiments like that. It's so quiet, you can't actually spend much time in there because you can hear your own circulation system. Um, yeah, it's that quiet. But I was thinking, <laughs> like, you could you could make a a light version. Oh God! Of an anechoic chamber that would send people insane. For but for like you know, but for testing equipment like flash guns and things like that, and you know what I mean, like visual yeah. equipment, measuring nits yeah, of screens. Definitely. So so I don't know, like maybe there's a it has its application. A test for sure. a testing use for you know making a a lightless box, a black box, literally a black box. Yeah. Um, is this yeah is the black 3.0 equivalent so, yeah. with regards to like you know the levels of you mentioned um, that before as a material it's uh no it's it's not it's not i think it's 97 percent of light that it absorbs i don't know right. but it's not as impressive as vance black um right it's basically okay. an acrylic paint um, and going going back to that, if you want to hear more, um, so Anish Kapoor got hold of so the first one that he produced after Vanta Black came out and and discovered that Anish Kapoor was the only artist that could use it. Um, he produced the pinkest pink, which was <laughs> a, a self-explanatory um, a <laughs> pigment, and. Cool. A, Anish Kapoor eventually got his hands on it and put an Instagram post that just had a hashtag pink and he'd stuck his middle middle finger in this pigment and uh, just posted a picture <laughs> of him with his finger up to Stuart Semple. Um, so then as a response to that, Stuart Semple created the glitteriest glitter, which was made from glass. It was made from glass shards so that if he did it again, he would hurt himself. And th- th- this... Uh, kind of back and forth just kept going um so it, it's really fun to go and uh, go and have a read up about that i don't want to spoil too much of it so, but it's so very petty. so what are the two artists <laughs> it's anish kapoor and stephen stuart semple stuart semple yep they're both artists. right that's cool because i love that yeah. i love that rivalry yeah taking um, it to that and... level of pettiness as well yeah it's... Oh yeah. gosh! Cool. Yeah. <laughs> and as another aside that I've noted down, uh, the whitest white material is called spectralorn. Spectralorn. Mhm. Um, and I think that uh, reflects ninety-nine points. You know, almost a hundred percent of light. Um, oh my days! Let's have a look. But it's insane. a bit more difficult to explain that one because. Um, black basically just absorbs all light whereas white it reflects all light in even measures oh so to explain that i think you need a physics degree between like what the difference between the white (laughs) the the whitest white and a mirror like i don't know the difference there so um i need to have a have a uh a good read into that i think wow that's fascinating these are cool man these like I was really aware, cool. I was aware of it, but I hadn't spent the time to like read into yeah, it. Yeah, there's the same. Like, yeah, there's lore around it. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah, this. Cool, I love that. this. Um, I love this rivalry. I think that just really adds something to the story. I think it's just yeah. mad. 
Mate. Yeah, you need to go. You need to go and um, and dig into it a little bit. It's a, it's a fun little it's like story. I'm looking at. I'm just just looking at some pictures of it, and it's like you know the black is black and the vampire black, and it's literally just like looks like someone's just photoshopped a hole, like yeah, just literally crazy. cut just cut a hole out of the picture, and you're like, no, that's that can't be <laughs> like you know. But it's, well, it's I'd love to see that in real life. It's yeah, darker. It's darker than how it appears on pictures as well, because of what you were saying about lenses and cameras. So I, yeah, yeah, because obviously yeah, it's, your it's screen, to, yeah, it it can't display um, nothing. It can only display <laughs> like yeah, what is it, sixteen million colors or something like that. It isn't even showing you a true representation of black, like a regular black. Well, that's cool. That is uh, cool. I love it. Unless nice. you've got an OLED. If you've got an OLED screen, it is giving you a, a true black. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure what I've got. I've got quite a nice screen, but I think I'm a Retina display, so yeah. it's pretty black. I don't think that's quite OLED. I don't think the, it, no, the, it's the not. Mac OLEDs are going to be next year, I think. That's right. Yeah. Mac times. Mac times getting interesting with the M1. <laughs> yeah, there's like pictures of like BMWs here, but I'm like, I'm not sure how I yeah, feel so... about cars having it. Like, no. So that that is just a well, what I think I think that is um, that's been produced by Van, uh, Surrey um, Nanotech Systems or whatever they're called. I should have really like remembered that mm. name. Um, I think that was just showing the potential applications yeah. for the headlights, not for a paint. But oh, because right. it's so impressive, it, it, it is a really good visual yeah. Um, marketing tool. Yeah, definitely. Because obviously, it's not. It isn't for paint. It's just not going to work. Now huh. that's a nice idea. A watch face that's Savannah black, and the hand and the and the hands in front of it looks just like there's yeah. literally these floating hands. Oh yeah, yeah there's so many applications for cool. it. I'll have a proper Google later. I think. Man, yes, nice, sweet, <laughs> hey, oh, good episode. It's a lads. Topic. Yeah. yeah, been quite sciencey this episode, hasn't it? Oh, I was completely science, lost yeah. with phase cancellation, though. Not oh, gonna mate. lie, like. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> But we learned, you know, we know. And, like, I mean, I had to just quickly refresh myself because I was like, I'm pretty sure I know this well. <laughs> I'm like, I knew, I know it, but I was like, no, I'm just going to have to double check so I don't totally spread some misinformation, you know. And then yeah, I have that's to do... the thing with this. You think you know something, but then you have to, like... you have to be, like, so careful about what you actually say. That's good. Yeah, that's good keep, rigor, isn't it? We keep it? saying like... we were going to um, have an episode where we... Basically, oh, fact check ourselves. Or, yeah, <laughs> correct. <laughs> we should really have a fact checker. Oh my, yes, we should. We should. We should hire a fact checker. Well, hire, um, bring on a volunteer fact checker. Yeah, with all that income we're getting. <laughs> yeah, all, all the revenue we're generating. <laughs> well, this is this has been episode twenty. That's a big milestone for us. I think it's a big and, milestone. Uh, yeah, it that is means cool. twenty weeks. That's that twenty weeks 20 of content weeks. now. Yeah, yeah. That's that's sick. <laughs> and we've got a couple of episodes we recorded, but didn't end up airing as well. So yeah, we've got a, we've got a couple of the the, the ones we've got which the, didn't make the, the cut. The ones that yeah <laughs> that, that, that that never made it. They, they weren't like cause we had the we had the pre pilot and then we had the lost yeah. episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> that we lost. kind of we decided not on. <laughs> which was a good call um yeah but yeah so i love that we got a couple of the you know we got a couple of lost 
archived episodes somewhere, which is <laughs> the cool. Lost tapes. Yeah, the lost yeah. tapes, like the Bob Dylan tapes, isn't it, man? <laughs> but... Nice. Right. Um, I th- I'm thinking, yeah, uh, this is episode 20. We record a normal one next week and then do a Christmas episode and then finish for the year. That sounds good. Productive year. It's been so, a good yeah. year. And I, I'm really liking having Mike on the show. I think it's um, good having Mike on. Yeah. I, think, I think we need to have oh, a discussion, a discussion later on about, um, you know, kind of making you a little bit more permanent if you'd be interested. But we'll we'll, uh... we'll talk about that. <laughs> 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 Great. Okay. Well, um, I'll probably try and wrap this up. Somehow. Beautiful. But well, we need I, I a keep name. Rambling. First, I'm in right? a rambling. Oh yeah, we do need a name. We what need a I name. Thinking? Let's go. Let's do that. Okay. Right. So. Right, we've got Vant of Black, Phase Cancellation, and Ponds. Ponds. Um, so... So we can't use the, the names again of each one. So we need something which relates to it, don't we? I reckon we can get away with Black. I, I what, about, get... what about Ponds? Just Ponds. Just, just Ponds. <laughs> no, 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 sorry, I was just saying. Like, no one's going to know what Ponds are. Like, if... Because it's an acronym. So if yeah. you just say... If you put it down as a word. Oh, okay. Like, Black Ponds or... Yeah, so... so. Okay, we can use the word Pond. Know. The acronym Ponds then. Okay. But not phase, so... Uh, like, Dark. Black... Black acoustic ponds or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, huge, supermassive black ponds. <laughs> <laughs> like the the muses tribute act yeah, album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I do like that. Um, That's pretty good. What was it again? Supermassive, supermassive super black ponds. Supermassive black, black ponds. ponds. I suppose I'd, it kind of relates. It's a, I'd it's go a with it. space space theme, isn't it? It's like, yeah, I'd, I'd go with supermassive black ponds. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> All right, super, supermassive black ponds it is. Uh, it. Episode <laughs> 20. Episode 20. <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, thank you. Um, thank you. Yeah. Well, we'll see you next week, I guess. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Don't, don't forget to check out our Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook using the handle at GIJ Podcast. Mm-hmm. And this has been First Thoughts, and we'll see you next week. Yeah. All right. See you later. Bye. <laughs> see you <guys>. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> see ya. See ya. <laughs>